You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. Kiama LGA Matters, where we discuss the current issues that you want to know about happening in your local government area. Hi there, I'm Bernie Hems, and in this podcast, I will be following the protest of the local Kayama community against the development proposals for South Kayama. You may remember that just before Christmas, a number of the locals uh, went to Sydney to speak to the minister about their concerns regarding this proposal. So this is the last chance for the locals to have a say. And I got to speak to one or two of them before the main stage presentation. We're here at Hindmarsh Park. It's a beautiful day here in Kiama, and the first of our protesters have arrived. Can I ask you who you are and, and why you're here? My name is Kim, and I'm here to protest about the development of the South Kiama area because it is an inappropriate area to develop. Plus, it is going to add so much pressure on the infrastructure of Kiama and the roads. The only way in and out of that place, the main way, is past the high school, which is terribly dangerous. The state government should be held responsible for trying to pressure us into doing something we don't want. And now I'm going to speak to Gareth Ward. Hi. Thanks. Thank you so much for giving out the, the hand sanitizer. Australian-made hand sanitizer. I've already had COVID. <laughs> I don't want anyone else in the community to Good hear it. Good on you. Good <laughs> on you. So you're here today. 100% I'm here because I've always had a strong view about preserving and protecting our urban environment. I think that communities should have a say in the future of what our community looks like, not Sydney developers who come along and say this is all about affordable housing. Well, I don't think anyone believes that. None of these properties will be affordable. Um, it's a total furphy. The community's been sold a lie and we need to reject it. If people want to maintain the sort of community we live in, unfortunately, it seems we have to fight for it. And I'm happy to uh, metaphorically put the knuckles up and swing because uh, I don't want Kiama looking differently uh, to what it does now. Obviously, we need development, but there are some great solutions around Bombo Quarry where we can see future growth and planning is all about that. Where do you ensure you have the right strategic controls to get the right outcomes for our community? So I'm not saying no to development. I'm not any development. I'm about sensible and sustainable development. When you have one road in and one road out, when you have limited sewer and water, when you have limited community infrastructure, the proposed site is not the right place. So for all of those strategic reasons, I am absolutely ardently and diametrically opposed to the proposal. So where are we in terms of the decision making? So that proposal was going to be reconsidered post-Christmas. Is yeah. that what's happening so at the moment? An independent review is currently underway and uh, we're, we know that that independent review is happening now. Um, so we want to send a strong message to that independent reviewer that we are opposed to this and this is what today is about. Okay, lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Mark Greaves, the President and Chair of the Kiama Central District, opened the meeting and presented the background to the South Kiama planning proposal. I would like to um, acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we stand here today. The Wadi Wadi people of the Darawal Nation have been custodians of this land for tens of thousands of years. And I'd like to pay my respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Let's have a quick history of South Kramer planning proposal uh, for those people who may not be totally aware of it but it is bordered by Weir Street, the Princess Highway and Saddleback Mountain Road. It is a 
planning proposal that would have a minimum of 450 to 460 lots in there. That could equate, depending on final, to upwards of 600 or 700 dwellings. That area is landlocked, so in order to for, for people to make their way either going south or north on the Princess Highway, they would need to come across back on the other side of, of Princess Highway and the railway line and wind their way through Kaima. Twice this planning proposal has been knocked back by your council. The planning department within council and the elected councillors over the last three years have said that this planning proposal does not satisfy the strategic merit test or site-specific test for a planning proposal. Each time that that planning proposal was knocked back by council and its staff, the proponents put in an objection. They were able to appeal that decision and so they went to state government on both occasions. It went through the Southern Regional Planning Panel initially and now it went straight to the Department of Planning in Sydney. At no stage has anybody from the Department of Planning in Sydney been down here to visit that site. Every map on a two-dimensional basis looks flat, every map. It's only when you see this particular site and you can see that is, when you're looking down from Saddleback Mountain Road and you're looking south, it's a very undulating block of land. It's 100 acres in the old money. Very undulating block of land with three riparian corridors through there. And it's very steep from west to east. So this is a difficult site to start with, let alone all the other issues that have been addressed. When, when we made the recommendation, when council made the recommendation that was unanimously supported by your nine councillors late last year, that, that went to the, to the minister and to the department. And we thought, along with 284 submissions from residents, individual submissions, these weren't radioed off and signed, they were individual submissions. Those 284 submissions represented 96% of the submissions that were placed to council on this planning proposal. 96% of you, the residents, oppose that development. And yet even with that consensus of public opinion, the department still said we are planning to rezone that land without having actually been here. So this actually, this, this brings into account the whole issue of what is democracy anymore? Because it used to be rife around here and it was always the case that the local planning people in our, in our local council decided the rezoning issues. We were the ones that worked out whether it was a good idea to rezone land and change its land use, but not anymore. That now happens in Sydney. Now, we understand totally that development is going to happen, but we'd like the development that is going to maintain the amenity of current residents as well as future residents. Thank you. The newly elected mayor 
Mayor Riley then gave his thoughts on the proposal. I would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Wadi Wadi people of the Darwin Nation, and show my respect and our respect to their elders, past and present and emerging. The oldest continuing culture, they're the custodians, and, and, and what, what, are we, what are we showing to them? Are we going to put that under concrete? No. 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 This is a protest. It's as much about process and good decision-making. I would like to think that we have a framework to make good decisions, and that framework is that we look at all of the legal implications and all of the imposts that the planning system puts upon us, and then we filter that through a very simple filter. Does this benefit our community or does it place an additional burden on our community? The council and the councillors came down the side that this is going to place an enormous burden on our community, that those who are building it aren't really concerned about. So we rejected this planning proposal. Now, that was the former council. While I have the opportunity, I'd just like to acknowledge that the Honourable Gareth Ward is here. I've got to get my protocols right. We have also the new council who stand shoulder to shoulder with the community on this. Represented here today is our youngest member and our uh, new Deputy, uh, Deputy Mayor, Imogen. We have uh, Stuart Larkins. We have Mark Croxford. We have Karen Lang and Cathy Rice. There's probably more councillors here, but you're all masked up for some reason. But it's not often that you find a community, a council, a state representative all come together to have a look at this process and say something's wrong, something's wrong. Now, the former minister undertook uh, with, uh, with Gareth's uh, support and community support, and I acknowledge uh, Mark and, uh, and other Mark, wherever you, there you are, uh, for, for, for organising that. And that minister undertook to do a review of the uh, report that uh, eventually made his, uh, his decision. I'd also like to think that the, um, the new uh, minister, uh, the Honourable uh, Anthony Roberts, will honour that. I don't see why they wouldn't. And I believe that that report is coming out very, very soon. Now, I would be surprised for the reasons that uh, Mark uh, mentioned before, Mark Greaves, that it doesn't fit the site-specific merit test. It doesn't fit the strategic merit test. The documents that they've used to say that are outdated and were never really endorsed by the government. Uh, it's going to put a burden on our schools, our sewerage, which we don't want. It's going to put a burden on the, the community in terms of 400 lots could easily turn into 600 houses with probably three or four cars each and it's just absolutely inappropriate. So. I have asked formally on behalf of the council for the, uh, the minister to come down, stand with us and have a look at that site and have a look at the implications of this decision and he will understand why people in this community are not happy. That's all I've got to say. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mark Greaves then referred to the most recent strategic development plan for the Illawarra and Shellhaven area, 2021 to 2041. He said that this indicated the number of dwellings required 
to contribute to the regional strategy and provided sensible and sustainable planning development to suit the needs of the area. He also described the fact that in the last eight years, Kayama has completed, on average, 136 dwellings per year. That is far more than the 65 to 70 required under the previous plan. He then referred to the Zoom meeting attended by Mark Greaves, Mark Croxford, Gareth Ward, and the minister at the time, Rob Stokes, to discuss their concerns. They were confident, he said, that Rob Stokes was sympathetic to the needs of the community and hoped for follow-through on this. He then welcomed Gareth Ward to the stage. Can I also join with uh, Mark and Neil in acknowledging the incredible traditional owners of our land? Can I acknowledge elders both past, present and emerging? And can I also acknowledge that under the concrete this is, was and always will be Aboriginal land? Can I acknowledge, of course, your newly elected Mayor, Neil Riley. Congratulations, Neil. It is a tremendous honour to represent one's community, and I want to congratulate you on your election and I'm sure your really important leadership of our very special community over the next few years. Can I acknowledge your Deputy Mayor, Imogen Drasma, and can I acknowledge Councillor Stewart, uh, can I acknowledge Councillor Karen, can I acknowledge Councillor Cathy, and of course uh, my good friend Councillor Mark Croxford, uh, who as mentioned earlier has been a great help on this proposal as well. But most importantly, I want to acknowledge the Kaima community for standing up. There's not many things that upset us, but when we get together and get angry, we get things done. And can I tell you, friends, I am angry. Because I've always put my faith in governments that say, well, we want to allow local communities to decide the future of their urban environment. But that is not what is happening now. I do not want Sydney developers to tell us how our community will develop and the circumstances in which it will develop. And we need to send a message. We need to send a message to the decision makers, every single one of them that that's not on. Now, at this circumstance, at this point in time, we have uh, had a decision by a minister to review the decisions that have taken place at this point. And I can tell you, as your local member, I worked really hard on the Illawarra Regional uh, Plan, which is a plan that talks about preserving village character. It talks about preserving the unique characteristics. It talks about the future. And I think it's important to talk about where development should go. I don't think anyone in this crowd is anti-development. We are for sensible and sustainable development. Things like the Bombo Quarry, that's the future. That's the future of where we can have the development that younger families need. That is potentially a new suburb with the infrastructure next to a railway station, next to the M1. That's the sort of vision we need. But what we have in South Kiama is ad hoc planning planning that will put pressure on very limited roads. We've already got overflow from the sewerage system. We don't have the community infrastructure. We don't have the community infrastructure that after the land is gone and the profits have been pocketed, it will be this community that will have to deal with the consequences. And to that, friends, I say no. Absolutely no. So I want to thank this community for standing up. I want to thank Mark Greaves in particular, who has given his time, and to everyone involved with Mark, thank you, Mark, for giving up your time. Right now, we have the independent reviewer doing his work. And I want to thank Rob Stokes, the former planning minister. He was somebody who understood 
that we needed to get this right. He was prepared to accept that maybe his department had got it wrong. Now, I hate to report this to you, but I did invite the Planning Minister, Anthony Roberts, to be here today. Apparently, he was too busy. You want to give that another go? <laughs> I hope you heard that all the way up in Lane Cove, because he's the member for there, and I'm going to put up on my Facebook later today his contact details. And I want everybody to write to both his electorate office and his ministerial office and tell them, tell him what you think of this development. We've got an independent reviewer right now that's going to make a recommendation to him as minister. It's on him. It's on him. He's the minister for planning. He's responsible. But all of us have that opportunity to have one more go at saying that we want to make the decisions about how our community looks. We love where we live. That's the reason why we live here. Having grown up and lived here all my life, I have seen some great decisions, but I've seen some ones that really, really annoy me. And this is in that category. And I'm not going to sit back and let our community be walked all over. I'm not going to sit back and allow governments to make decisions that we have to live with. So I want to say to each and every one of you, thank you for being here today on this glorious Kiama Day. Donald, I want to say thank you to all of you for caring. Thank you for caring about how our community looks now into the future. Thanks for actually giving a damn about the importance of this community. Thank you for loving Kiama. I'm against this development. We'll fight it all the way. Let's go. Let's say no. This is probably the last chance that we're going to get because the democratic process doesn't work as it should. The decisions for rezoning will occur in Sydney for this land. So we need to tell the minister in particular, my understanding he has not delegated his, his ministerial responsibility to the department, that he will, he has the right over any decision that is made on this rezoning issue. Karen Renkima Lang, a new councillor for Kiama, spoke about her concerns. She talked about the Illawarra and Shellhaven strategic planning statement and the Kiama Council local strategic planning statement and housing strategies. She outlined her concerns regarding the use of ratepayers and taxpayers' funds. We are required, Kiama Council is required by law to produce those, those reports. They have cost the ratepayers of the Kiama municipality and uh, taxpayer money in New South Wales hundreds of thousands of dollars to produce. Council has engaged experts and many of you here may have been engaged in the process of producing those reports. I would like to remind Minister Roberts that he should pay heed to those reports. If we are required by law to spend that money to engage those experts to produce those reports and then he overrides them with a decision that that is democracy gone mad. Thank you, Sam. So we need to tell Minister Anthony Roberts that we're not happy about it. We need to tell him in a manner that makes sense that it's not about any development. We understand that that's going to happen, but it needs to be sensible and sustainable development, as Gareth said. That the Valuer General 
just released figures that indicated that the Kiama LGA increased its unimproved capital value by the largest amount of any state LGA. How can we provide affordable housing in an area where real estate is already unaffordable? So this is not about affordable housing. Please don't believe what the proponents may say about that development down there at South Kiama. The only way that development could be affordable for most people as if they decrease the market value of those properties. So please write to him, write your own submission and tell him exactly what you think about this development and why it's not the right development for Kiama now. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.